Welcome to The Meadow Report. Hello everyone. I'm Elizabeth Pudwell. And I'm Vanessa Cassani. And Vanessa and I like to bring, you know, cool things that we run into with The Meadow Report um, to you. The Meadow Report is sort of like a tribal method of communication where women would go out into the meadow and pick their mm-hmm. nuts and berries and stuff and then we bring it back. Bring it back and share it with you guys. Yeah. And we do this in a modern way by like, you know, God, I love your shoes. Oh, you know, I got them at this place and they were only this much money. You know, we do that all the time. So um, today we have a special guest with us. Um, Gabby Ivanov is a yoga teacher and uh, Vanessa and I both take yoga. We have a practice. Mm -hmm. So I practice about five or six days a week at Black Swan. I do about three times a week. In, at the yoga pod in the woodlands. Okay. Yeah. And is it is yours warm or? Mine is only hot yoga. I try to occasionally do um, regular yoga. I don't I don't know what that's called. Not hot. Not hot. <laughs> but I just I don't know. I love the the heat and the sweat and the I don't know. I think it helps me connect with my breath a lot mm-hmm. easier. Um, and I love the challenge of it and the intensity. Um, so yeah, I really just do hot yoga. That's kind of what I yeah. stick to. Um, so Black Swan is all warm. It's heated to 90 degrees and it occasionally gets warmer. Mm-hmm. And I kind of have the same, uh, same. feeling about it. Yeah. I want to, like, I've taken some of your classes. Mm-hmm. Um, she had to, uh, like some pop-up classes. Uh-huh. And I love her style of teaching. She's really hard. Um, I want to have a workout. Like yeah. when I'm done, yeah. I want to feel like um, I've had a real athletic workout. Yeah, I'm the same. I think like in my day, I'm so calm most of the time. Like my energy is very like mellow. Uh-huh. And so when I go into yoga, I like the intensity because it kind of gives me that um, balance of both uh-huh. polarities. You yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So do Gabby, do you take classes anywhere? Yeah, I uh, take classes at Big Power Yoga. Uh-huh. That's where I first started taking any type of yoga mm-hmm. and it's hot, hot yoga as well and uh what's the are, appeal to you what do you like about it I so they do Baptiste yoga there so every time I would go take a class we keep basically the same structure we'll do the same poses some teachers will switch it up here and there so I really liked that every week that I'd go I get to try the same pose and it would feel different every time. What is that? I've never heard of that. Baptiste yoga is just a style of yoga. Uh, so it's a structure. You do like one, is it like a you start off? Yeah, right. Like you start off with the sun A's, uh-huh. five sun B's, and then you move into um, vitality, which are all like the twisting poses, like chair twists mm-hmm. and crescent twists. And uh-huh. then you move into balancing poses, okay, like okay. eagle, airplane, half moon. And then you go into... You probably do something maybe back bends like crazy, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. And then so it's a bell bell curved sort of class. Right. We start off slow. You build up heat intensity, all the way up to the back bends, and then we slow it down. Then uh-huh. we get into the deep, the hip openers. Oh wow, yeah. sounds nice. Yeah. yeah, and I really enjoyed that there was like a structure that yeah. I could follow. And then um, I love the structured one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> when I when, there's like a few teachers where I know like it's three things of this, and, three things, and they have it like put together, and I just I don't know. I love that. So that's mm-hmm. cool. Yep. So that's what I, that's the style of yoga that I started doing that I fell in love with that mm-hmm. like opened the door to yoga for me. And now I see yoga as like, you know, a full spectrum of things. Yeah. So what made you want to teach? I'll be honest. Um, 
when I first started doing yoga, I was volunteering at the studio to get a free membership. Like, I mm-hmm. wanted to figure out, like, the most affordable way to do it. Yeah, yeah. So that's what got me into teaching. I knew that if I could teach, then I could practice then in the same practice. studio. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. So that was my... Initial Exactly. That's what, desire. like, drove me. Is yeah. like, okay, I want to be in this world fully. So, like, I've got to mm-hmm. teach so that I could also be a student. And practice. it's a cycle. It's like... I go to practice now because it makes me a better teacher. Yeah. You know? It's like a give, you give and you receive and then you get Give and you receive. Exactly. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. So, So, um, teacher training is quite intense, no? Mm -hmm. Isn't it like a, maybe a two week? It's a 200 hour training. 200 hour, yeah. So, it just depends how you spread those 200 hours. I did mine in a three week. Uh Uh-huh. Nonstop. We'd had two, two days off in a three week time frame. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. That's intense. It's, it was very intense. Every day? Every day. Is for it how like, long? Yeah. How, from two 7, or three hours? 8 a.m. Oh, my God. So we'd, really we'd do day? meditation, uh-huh. and then we'd have, like, a two-hour practice, and then we have a lunch break, and then we come back, and we have, like, a four-hour segment, and then we t- take another break. So it was just, like, nonstop from, like, 8 in the morning to, like, 9 p.m. Wow. What does your body feel like when, when doing something like that? I was at my, like, most... Fit. Yes, like I came back, I was so thin. I had so I much energy. Yes. Yeah, so like you weren't like tired. Not at all. Wow, not at awesome. all. Even though like in those three weeks, there was you know there was a day or two where I was like I don't want to be here. Of course, like my body was like against everything. Like I just did you leave in. town? Yeah, I went to Panama. Oh, yeah. it was a retreat. Tough. Yeah. So it was it was te- it was intense because mm-hmm. I just wanted to be at the beach and like see the yeah, beauty. But yeah. I was like, I gotta <laughs> be in this room. Like I have no other choice. Like I wow. can't, you know. So it took a lot of mental discipline, mm-hmm. and and you learn. I learned from that. You know, yeah, like yeah. even on the days that I didn't want to be there, I saw that there was something for me to learn. Yeah. In that in that space. That's yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. That's really so we both like kind of like that intense, you know, cardio and then, you know, bring Split, it down, breath, yoga. Heat, yeah. yeah. What kind of yoga? <laughs> I, mean, I know what you kind of teach, but yeah. what, you know, is that kind of what you're after? I mean, do you do any Hatha or? Yes. Is it all? Yeah. No, it totally depends. It depends on the student. If someone's starting off, I'm not going to. Hot and intense yoga is not a bad place to start because once you feel how hard it can be, like, you can pick up the pieces from there, mm-hmm. right? Whereas if you start off really slow and easy, you might have some resistance on getting to, like, over the, right. yeah, that threshold. To intensify it. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. You might have some resistance. So right. it just it really depends on the student. I think if you're used to, like, your comfort zone, you always want to go and do something outside of your mm-hmm. comfort zone. Yeah, mm-hmm. push yourself But out. if it's, it's in your nature to always push yourself and push yourself, then maybe you should like, yeah. kind of, like, reserve yeah. and do something a little bit more intimate. Mm. Yeah. That's my perspective. Yeah. No, I agree with you. I think that's true. I think, you know, and I was talking to um, Samantha. Samantha and Gabby, my daughter, are really good friends. And I was telling her about, you know, that I wanted to talk to you about private lessons because that is actually my, uh, the thing that I resist and that I'm fearful of the most. Yeah. Um, because I do. There's things that I can't do. I Like I can't get into crow or yeah. I have no inversions. I can't do a wheel. And mm-hmm. I want to be able to do it. I've been practicing long enough to be able to do it. And I really just need that one-on-one attention. So, mm-hmm. you know, what else do you find that people are resisting other than, you know, that? <sighs> what do people resist? Stillness. People, there's also the, the balance in yoga. It's not always like pushing yourself and sweat and heat. There might be, you know, stillness where you have to just be in a pose and hold it and not move. And I know a lot of people resist that. And that might also be something in the, you know, as far as private yoga goes, like you don't want to be seen a certain way. 
Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or your favorite. Like, oh, that is definitely my aversion. Like yes. they, they, I don't want to fall. I don't want to like right. you know. Yeah. I don't want to. I want to. I want to appear like I got my shit together in a, yeah in yeah, the other yeah. studio. Everyone know? like even me as a teacher. You know, I just show yeah. up and I want to seem like I got it all together. Yeah. Like I'm not. You're not gonna be injured at the end of a class. <laughs> right. But everybody's so different. That's what I'm learning is that it's it's impossible for me to teach a class of you know 20 students and be able to like cater every person individually in that class so it really is up to you to tap into yourself and know you know do I need to push myself do I need to hold back right do I need yeah. to hold you know that's what I like about yoga is that it really it forces you to kind of tune in yeah exactly because yeah. we're not like that nowadays naturally well and I wanted to ask you too because one of the things I think that I found so challenging in the beginning was the breathing yeah. and when somebody would say to breathe like put a nose on your hip and breathe into it you know be like mm. I, oh that sounds so ridiculous well I get it now right and I kind of know how to do it but I've been practicing yoga for a long time so you know how do you what would you say about that like how would you um coach somebody into like really knowing how to use your breath to enhance or ease a pose um that's a good question. So if you're not, when I teach a class, like a powerful flow class, it's vinyasa heavy. So you're moving your breath as you move your body. Right. I, you know, say one breath proposed if that's where we're going, or maybe I'll say five breaths. And even then it's hard, like your mind's always wondering, you're not counting your breath necessarily. Right. So Meditation is one way. Yeah, no, right, but I can't. (laughs) I rely on the teacher to count. (laughs) Yeah, I'm just trying to manage. (laughs) It's intense. It's hard um, as a teacher to be able to know if your student's breathing or not. I would say like meditate. I, you know, I would do intense yoga and I would go and the teacher would say one breath proposed, but it would take me three breaths opposed like I was just breathing really fast because I wasn't used to my my lung capacity wasn't there right Mm -hmm. so it's a practice like you just keep going and going and keep trying you just put your attention on that thing and Mm -hmm. you just you know slowly but surely start to to reach that that goal one of my teachers what she'll do and I really love that she does this is she'll kind of walk around and as we're doing a quote a pose she'll kind of squat next to us and breathe with With, us yes and it kind of reminds me like okay yeah I need to and that is always like really helpful when she does that I do that when I teach too I'll take a breath in so good and then I'll say lift your heart and then I'll take a breath out and then I say like sit low or whatever so I'm breathing as I'm teaching Mm -hmm. yeah and I think too like I know people in my community like the heavy not the heavy but the loud breathers and I like you like, like practicing next, next to them because like yes it's like I can tune into their breath and it helps yes. me to tune into my own mm-hmm. and so I think that for someone that is starting out like kind of notice that and if yeah. you find someone that is like one of those breathers like yeah. kind of part, part don't tell them like but partner next to them because I think that's always helped me when when mm-hmm. trying to find my breath um so what would you say to those people who think that yoga is stretching, you know? Um, well, yoga is stretching, but I think yoga is stretching more than just your body. It's stretching your mental capacity, mm-hmm. your lung capacity. Yeah. Your, um, it's stretching so, like, I think you just got to think more outside the box when you think of yoga as stretching. Mm-hmm. And it can also just be stretching, like, if that's what you want it to be. It right? can. Yoga could be anything. I recently did a, a yin class for the first time, which was actually mm-hmm. really challenging. I, teaching yin. I teach a yin class. Do you? Yep. It was really challenging me 
for just wanting to go in general because I'm like in my mind I'm like this is so much time yeah that I'm putting into just like being very still and, and silent. slow yes yeah. <laughs> and in my mind like as I was doing the yin there was so much of like I could be doing this I could be doing that I could be blah and those are and things took, to notice yes it took like I want to say almost half the class for me to finally be like Okay, I'm going to be here. So mm-hmm. just think about that. It took you a whole class to calm your mind from overthinking. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And that's like an hour of your day that you dedicated to stealing your mind. Yeah. And like if you're not giving yourself that hour, like when are you going to give yourself that hour? Yeah. So no, that's just interesting. Sure. To, I do find really that good. aspect of it. So if I, I usually practice in the evening except on the weekends. <laughs> but I do find that um, when I'm in a class, in a practice... The only thing that I'm able to do is to listen to the instructor. And I don't, it is like, even if I'm not in stillness, I am. Because I'm not going, what am I going to do next? You know, I'm not doing the chatter. I'm totally 100% in in the, you know, listening to someone else. Yeah, Mm because you've been practicing for a while. Yeah. Yeah, it's a practice. Mm -hmm. It's a practice. Because when you first start, you're looking all over. Am I doing this right? What are the people next to me thinking? Are they judging me for my breathing you know are they judging me for my sweat are they you're just constantly overthinking and chatter in your brain so after a while you'll start to notice that you I think I'm so still much. in the overthinking stage <laughs> yeah there's stages yeah sure. I think I'm still there because like mm-hmm. I kind of bring everything to my mat like and I practice in the morning so that might be why so it's kind of like my time to like really connect with myself and like if I'm struggling with some hard emotions like I'll bring it there and I've like I've cried in yoga practice and I think that it's just because, like, I'm in, I'm more in tune with myself than I am normally when I'm in yoga. Mm-hmm. But then it, like, all of it just kind of triggers, like, what's going on with me? What's going on with the situation? You know, children, kids, relation, like, everything is just kind of, like, up in the air on top of me, like, trying to be with my body. I don't know. So I still have a lot of that. Like, I can't. Yeah, I'm just like, no. I mean, there's absolutely no way. I mean, there's stuff she was having us do today. Instead of uh, chaturanga, we would go down into like a puppy dog pose and then pull the chest through, bend the knees. What's that pose when you touch your head to your to your toes? Yeah. King scorpion. Yes. And um, I remember, like, at the third one, I finally kind of got what she was doing. And I was like, I want to do another one of those. And thank God we did. We did a fourth one, you know. But I could have done that all class. Mm -hmm. Just, like, really, like, you know, thinking about what she was saying at what point. I can't do There's no way can I be like, oh, what's going on with this? Because then you miss it. Because then you miss the instructor. I can't do it. Yes. Yeah. 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 So there's no way. That's yeah. interesting. But that's like everybody's Can practice I, is different. I brought with me yeah. this uh, book. It's called The Living the Sutras. So the Yoga Sutras, if I had to, the easiest way to explain it is to say it's like the Yoga Bible. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this book, Living the Sutras, is a more like modern version of the tra- of a translation. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I just wanted to point out that the second sutra in the like, Yoga Sutras is... I'm going to read it. This is what she writes it as. The author the author is Kelly DiNardo. Yoga is the mastery of the mind's fluctuations. And then Sutra 3 is when the mind is steady and calm, we know our true nature. Mm-hmm. So that's just, you know, something to think about. I know a lot of us wonder what yoga really is. They only think of, like, 
the physical part to be mm-hmm. yoga. Mm-hmm. But it's not. Like, yoga is a pra- an everyday life practice. Right. So do yeah. you find, like, one of the things that you said was, um, you know, like, not looking at other people and not paying attention to what... Do you find any of those values that... Can they come into your everyday life, like, when you're not on the mat? Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's the point. It's like when, when you're on your mat and you observe the, those fluctuations of your mind then you start to notice them outside of your mat, like in the real world. Yeah, mm-hmm. so like if you go to your mat and then you notice how much you care about what other people might think of you, then chances are outside your mat. You're doing it. You're, you're doing, doing the it. exact same thing. For sure. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's really true. No, I think that there's 100%. definitely, I see myself evolving in that way where, um, you know, I can notice like if I'm working with a client or something and she's like, um, I was just doing this this morning. She was talking and talking about this other person. It's bothering because of this. And then I was like, you know, you're making up stories about mm-hmm. this. And she was like, oh, you're right. You know, because I could see it. It was like, this person doesn't have any, you know, effect on you. She's not, you know, it's a non-entity. You're making up stories about it. Yeah. And so it's easier to see that, you mm-hmm. know, as I've, you know, been doing this for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. one of the... Things about hot yoga that I, I connect to hot yoga because it feels like a burning of the, like I'm moving through the fog and the fog might be like the made up stories that come up in my head. Mm-hmm. So if I'm in the intensity where I'm just like really want to quit, I don't want to be here anymore and I stay, then it gives me the ability to do that outside of my mat right. too. Yeah, so when things sure. get tense, I can just be with it. I've had that same experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm like and then at the end I'm like, I'm so proud of you for right. like sticking through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's many times in um, you know, especially in the late afternoons at the one studio I go to because it's so crowded. You know, we are our, we are mat to mat and mm-hmm. um, you know, there's no room and you, you know, there the other person's right there and I just really have to focus and there's times when I'm like you know, I can't catch my breath. I'm just so, you know, into the cardio aspect of it. It's really warm in there. Mm-hmm. And it's like breathing a lot of other people's breath. <laughs> and I feel like I'm going to have to leave. But I do. I just like sort of like, it's okay. Right. You know, just stay. Mm-hmm. You know, it'll mm-hmm. be okay. Mm-hmm. So there, there is that. And I do notice that in other areas that I can sort of like create this calmness, you know. Just, mm-hmm. just stay. It's okay. Yeah, and another thing, on the flip side, there's people who should step out of the room and catch their breath, and they choose not to. I've had a a student faint in my class before because she didn't eat before she came and because she was pushing herself too hard. Yeah. So, you know, you can see how both ways there's a lesson to learn. Right, exactly. But you've got to, like, go inward. So talk to us a little bit about that because I know, like, when I first started doing um, hot yoga, um, it was counseled to front load with water, hydration. And, um, you know, I just do it naturally now without thinking. And I know if I'm going to a 6 o'clock class, I can't eat past 3.30. Right. If I'm, I'll start, you know, putting something in my mouth and I'll look and I'll go, oh, no, no, no. Because right. I will. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can feel it. And well, I you don't know your want body. To. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know your body and what it can take. So what do you tell people who are like, you know, say maybe just starting out in it. They've been doing it a while, but they really want to maximize. What's the, what would you tell them to do? For, um... Like nourishment? Yeah. Drink a lot of water all the time, even like like you said, if you know you're going to yoga at six PM, like start drinking water, you know, from the beginning. Right. But that's like every day. You should just always be drinking lots of water. And then the sort of guideline is like don't eat an hour before. Mm-hmm. Right? But 
I've been doing yoga for so long. I know I could have like a handful of berries 10 minutes before class and I'll be okay because that's my body it works that way, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas like Sam, Samantha, she can't do that. I would, she can't and I eat would anything. Feel, no, and I know if I did that even like at 4 or 4.30, I would taste it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It would be coming back up. Yeah. So, yeah, I would just say... Um, kind of just know yourself. Go tr- just try it out at least an hour before. Like, don't eat anything. You know, like, save a whole hour before time, like, to not eat anything heavy at all. Mm-hmm. And Is there see- anything else that you, you... Like, if you were a personal trainer, that you would tell someone else to do? Like, any other type of exercise? Oh, in preparation for yoga? Or, or just to strengthen yourself. To I strengthen. mean, I used to do... Uh, to be honest, for a couple of months, I haven't done anything but yoga. Yeah. Yeah, that's not, you know, in the yoga sutras, you know, asana is like the recommended, like, physical activity to do, like, to get you closer to, you know, your divinity, whatever that is, like, the universe or whatever. So, for them, in their text, it's yoga, like, physicality, but I think any kind of sport, you can go cycling, running, like, Mm -hmm. you want to balance out your physical activities, for sure. Like, you never want to stick to just running, that's not going to be good for your body, right? Yeah. Like, swim sometimes, or we're dancing, or... Yeah, because I also feel like workouts should be more about your soul. Mm-hmm. I go running, and I do that mainly just so I can be outside and, like, be yeah. in nature for a little while. Yeah. Because the, I love yoga, but it, it's, like, I like being outside, too. Yeah. And most of my yoga practice is always at a studio. Or... So talk to us about the kids. I think this is just <laughs> Oh, yeah. I love that you do kids yoga. Yeah, that's what I start, how I started as a teacher. I started teaching kids first. Mm-hmm. which is interesting because a lot of people I know start teaching adults first. Like, they think they need to teach adults to prepare themselves for kids. I take the opposite route. I like, yeah. I like my route. What ages <laughs> do you normally teach at? Um, recently, 7 to 12. But I teach, you know, toddlers all the way up to adults. Uh-huh. Yeah. All ages, yeah. yeah. Um, so all those classes will look different depending on how old they are. Toddler yoga is a lot of... We have yoga blocks in the studio that we play with. Um, we play with balance, yeah. body parts, like relative to, yeah, you know, other people. We play with like hula hoop. It's mostly, you know, games and play related to yoga. So like blowing bubbles. Do you have like, time getting that yeah. to yeah to focus? Or yeah, like... absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> some days are just better than others. You yeah. know, with kids, it's really like however I don't know how they woke up that morning, so I don't know how they're gonna show right. up. Yeah, to class. And my job is to not. My job is to make them feel like they can come and just be themselves. Right. Like, even if you're sleepy, it's like, that's fine. Yeah, you know, yeah. I call that shavasana in right. yoga. Like, go take mm-hmm. shavasana. It's okay, you know? Yeah. Not, it's definitely not a place where I want to say no to them all the time. Mm-hmm. It's like a place where I want them to explore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's nice. Yeah. So that's mostly like Are the Are the parents usually in there? No. <laughs> the dynamic will definitely change with a parent in the room, okay. right? Like, kids might feel, tr- like, they're, you know, triggered by parents that they don't even know they're being triggered by. Right. So, like, if a parent's in the room, they might behave a totally different way than right. if the parent's not in That's the room. That's interesting. So, I have two kids, mm-hmm. and they do yoga with us. So, they'll come to the studio, and they do hot yoga and everything. But now I'm kind of interested in, like, what their practice would look like if we weren't. Yeah. in the room because I see like my daughter she kind of um she has more of my husband's personality where he's like too intense and kind of needs to kind of come back a little bit because like my husband will constantly like come home like I pulled this muscle I pulled, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm the opposite and like I'll take it lightly and I'll be in my comfort zone and I have to like push myself mm-hmm. and my son's like that too um and so I, I just kind of now that you say that I'm interested in what they would show up like without both of us being there in the class with them. 
Yeah, I've uh, I've seen because I've taught classes with parents and their children together, and it's great. They, it goes well because kids are mm-hmm. more behave when the parents are around. Yeah, and then the parents aren't there, and the kids like, I'm not doing this. I don't like yoga. I don't even want to be here. You know, mm-hmm. so the dynamic is like, whoa, mm-hmm. you're showing me a different side right. that I didn't mm-hmm. even see last time. And I don't make that wrong either. It's like, okay, well, you know, let's talk about this. Like, which one's really you? Like. That's yeah. okay who you really are, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, you don't have to change. No, I like that. Yeah. yeah. I, I think that would be really good for my kids to experience. So what days could people take a, their kid to your class? To my, <laughs> I teach on Saturdays. Um, so Big has two locations. I teach at both locations Saturday mornings. Okay. So I teach at the Memorial location. That's off of Wharton I-10 at 10 a.m. Mm-hmm. And then I teach at their Montrose location, which is on Allen Parkway and Wall. Uh-huh. Right after at eleven forty-five. Mm, that's cool. And how big are those classes? They're actually pretty um, intimate because we have two kids' classes going on at the same time. So I'm teaching the seven to twelve, and then there's a three to six uh-huh. class. Mm, okay. And the beauty about this too is that if a seven-year-old says, "I don't want to do the kids' powerful flow. I want to go to kids," we say, "Okay, that's fine. You right. can go and play your yeah. games. Okay. You know." And then right. they might get bored and they decide to come over to my class vice versa they come to my class they're like this isn't for me like I just need a day where I get to play mm-hmm. so after 12 you would consider them adults after and... 12 we have like a teen yoga actually okay. just started at big uh-huh. today they really? just started teen really? yoga okay teen so that's yoga. I have teens yeah so uh, what is that like that that would be like a powerful flow class but designed for teens just okay. so that they can be in the space with each other was this the first time that big yoga did this yes oh wow yeah, it's a pretty big deal what was the turnout well, I'm not sure. Oh, you're not sure. Because it's happening later on oh, today. We'll find out. Yeah, we'll find oh, out exactly. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I love Big because we've got like a you know it's, it feels like a community there. Yeah, for you know, sure. you get to meet the whole family. Everybody comes. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I like about yoga and doing it at a studio is like you have your own little yoga community. Right. Yeah. You do definitely get to where you're established and feel a part of you know mm-hmm. right. known and they know your name when you walk in. Mm-hmm. Yes. We always meet people. We always have a corner. Where we stay, <laughs> our spot where we hang out. Yeah. So what about like you know the person who doesn't want to get dressed and go to a studio? Like, do you, you know, do you ever teach those kind of people? Yes. I mean, what's that look like? So I've taught private in the past, and it looks different depending on you know the, the person and what they're looking for that day. I can teach you yin, right? Like we can just hold the poses for a long time, which most people need. Most mm-hmm. people need to hold the poses a long time yeah. um, to really get, like, the benefits of it, right? And then I've taught powerful flow classes at people's houses, too. And people like that, like, Andrew, I've had a student for a really long time, a whole year. His name was Andrew, and he's, you know, he liked it because he didn't like, to, like the sweat of other people, the sharing the breath with other people in the room, right? Yeah. Like, it, it was something that I always try to push him towards because I saw that it was something that would, you know, open doors for him maybe in other places in his life. Yeah. Which I'm sure he started doing because he stopped contacting me, which, like, I'm, I'm never upset about that. That's fine. Uh-huh. You know, I yeah. want you to grow. And, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Do it. but it was awesome, you know, to teach wherever you are in your life, whatever you need, like, yoga is accessible to you. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, even if you got an injury like there's other parts of your body that you can work on even just breathing Mm -hmm. like laying on your back and breathing that will stretch your lungs and your ribs and your chest and your heart Mm -hmm. and that'll do things to your body that you wouldn't you know wouldn't be necessary if you were breathing without the intention behind it right I'm in love I just I do love it I do like 
I think that there's such a that mind-body connection and then the connecting to the other people you know go beyond the physical ability you know for me to be able to you know hold a plank or whatever else you know but Mm -hmm. I just love that part of it Mm -hmm. I would call it spiritual yeah like I think a spiritual practice could be so many things yeah just burning a candle could be a spiritual it is yeah I agree Totally. I think it's, I consider it part of my spiritual practice. I do too. Going to yoga. I used to not. And then I realized that by not giving it that honor, then I wasn't receiving the full benefits the, of what I really needed. Right. right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. yeah. And that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So tell our audience where they can reach you. They want to find you. Where can they find you? <laughs> you could send me an email at ivanovgab at gmail.com. And I'll spell that out for you. It's I, V as in Vincent, A N O V as in Vincent again. G-A-B at gmail.com. And um, I'll also put that on the, you know, when we do a cover for the, the podcast, we'll put that on there awesome. so that people can find you. Yay. And also at Big Yoga. Right. At Bring, your kids. Yeah. Yeah. Bring yeah. your kids. Yeah. And the beauty of it is that you get to practice at the same time as your kids. So you guys are done at the same time and you both come out feeling yeah. refreshed. And your kids and are taken care of. Like right. Yeah. You're, they're, somebody else is, yeah, you what, don't have yes, to do exactly. it with them. Yeah. yeah. It's like not that. babysitting, but I do like that, that right. aspect of it. And so Gabby can be found all over the city. She does um, different corporations and, and classes all over the city. Or you can also find her um, maybe at a Zumba class, doing some Zumba herself or leading the class. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> her and Samantha like to go around and do different things all around the city. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, so I really appreciate you taking the time to come Thank and you. share. Of course, it was yes. an honor. Thank you. Thank you.